episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe, rave, or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It wouldn't be Drag Race without an unnecessary twist that puts the entire season into question. Rigged or just unfortunate? It's time to talk all things Drag Race All-Star 7. And joining me is someone ready to show off their talent, youth. It's Tom McCanny. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? How does it feel being young? Is it great? Uh, it feels good. I feel fresh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's been a long time since I was young. God, what that'd be so cool to be young and have that as a talent, but... Yeah, well, we'll see someday. You know, like getting out of bed and not having pain. That's a talent. <laughs> With the way the world's going, I feel like I'm not going to have that reality for much longer, though. Hey, it's it's very possible. Um, can't wait to live in Handmaid's Tale. Perfect. It sounds just <laughs> ideal. Right. Honestly, Hollywood Horror, um, Universal Horror Nights, that's the maze you need. That's the fun house you need is um, Handmaid's Tale. Really get everyone ready. Truly. Drag Race, All-Star 7. How have you been enjoying the season? <laughs> if you want to uh, talk about it before this episode and after, go ahead. You can. Yeah, I think that this season got off to a really, really good start. I think particularly um, the Snatch Game episode was perfect Drag Race. And I think that it showed off this format really nicely in the Queens. And obviously I thought Jinx's snatch game was like a nice reset for that challenge because we have not really had very many good ones lately Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i just sort of think that this format and the fact that all of these people are kind of longtime co-workers doesn't really lend itself to making drama and it's made sort of the format drag a little bit um and i also thought that having the talent show go we can talk about it but having the talent show last felt a little bit weird in terms of pacing and i think that this episode's format really like RuPaul clearly loves a twist but it kind of nullified the entire strategic aspect of this season and so I don't know nullified the entire season fully you could made the rest of the season exactly exactly uh and that is my problem with it I don't care if you really want Shay to be in the final that's fine if you the show needed that to happen fine you give her a, a second win some other place Right. And I, she fully deserved to also, like there were other challenges I thought Shay could have won that they didn't give her a win here. So it's Drag Race does this thing where they're like rob a queen at one point and then they'll rig it for them another episode. And it's inconsistent with like, what do you want for her? Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate because, I mean, we're, we'll get to um, the face crack of this season and, and what it means to be Jada Essence Hall and knowing how robbed you were. Um, right. I, I just... If this was a twist that they knew about from the beginning, it's a different game. Fine. I understand it. We're all playing the game and we all know this is the end goal. The last wow. one has weight. Fine. But it doesn't, it was never announced that way. It never felt that way. And why is a talent show, which is a, a challenge that is so arbitrary, like India Keeper Farrow. of the Keys, li- literally? Um, I just didn't understand, too, the aspect of like, I I genuinely thought there were going to be more twists throughout where I think this would have been more justified if there were maybe 
three, three, three yeah. episodes where you could win multiple stars. Right. Um, but then there was the only time that there was any kind of like mix up to the format was then you had to give your second star away. Right. If I you wanted was- to give another one more episode that had like two stars to give um, to the winner or or something like that, fine. Then it's justified where you have a one ep- one star episode, a two star episode, and three star episode. Fine. But it didn't happen that way. And that's why I have to call this question into question. And unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, Two queens involved in the scandal are two queens who are already involved in a winner's scandal with Trinity and Monet. And it just yeah. sucks. I don't know how they could be okay right now and not feel like, well, all eyes are back on us and it's going to call into question everything we just did again. Exactly. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll go through it. Alliances were, were made in the beginning. We knew about the alliances. We knew we talked, we all thought it was fun and cute. I knew what that all meant. This show, yeah. I watch enough of it. If it's in the edit, it is important for the whole plot. Yeah. We knew this was going to happen, and it's unfortunate it happened this way. It could have resulted this way in a a different structure if the show planned it, but that's not what this show has done. And I get it. This is script, it's unscripted reality. But when you then start to feel like it's rigged, it sucks. And we're going to get later on, hopefully, if I remember, remind me at the end to yeah. discuss the um, like tally on Instagram right. um, because it's overwhelming. I don't think it's been this bad. Yeah. Um, I also just three think- queens add to one. We've got issues. Exactly. I also think, too, that it, w- it would have made more sense maybe if they made this episode some like, you know, how they did a ball at the finale of season 13. Mm-hmm. I feel like this would have made sense if they were like, okay, you have to do a talent show. You have to do like, like if they baked a couple make, of- Make it a pageant. Make it a pageant. Do like, I, I'm waiting for Drag Race to do sort of like a Q&A portion, a talent portion, and then do like swimwear. I, I think that would be cool. And so if hey, they made- Even Trinity like, would flop it still. God, she's nice. Like, I feel like if this episode was formatted like a pageant where this was just one aspect of it and there were essentially three challenges baked into it, mm-hmm. you could have maybe argued more, but that's still sort of weird to just- have one episode be kind of winner takes all exactly that there's power in threes we had two twists one more then we would have been okay yeah all right let's dive into this um it's all happy now since no one get blocked and jinx is letting it sink in that she just won her fifth challenge and four star she is proud of herself she did in fact do that trinity felt good conquering something that has plagued her since season nine she thinks she could do anything now and i still think you are pretty mediocre at jokes I also didn't think um, she won the roast. No, she shouldn't but have, it but it was all for it was all for a story arc. Yeah, very bad. Let's check in with Shay and what's on on her mind. Uh, also, rules have been suspended and no one is blocked, but with one challenge left, she doesn't think she'll get to the finale. And let it be the sage words of Jada Essence Hall that this is Drag Race, and there's no telling what can happen in this competition. Oh, the irony. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> Uh-oh. Jada says there could be a chance that Shay could be in the top four, and Trinity tells her that she has slayed every week as she has got not been gutter Shay. The real <laughs> comedy and branding would have been Shay gutter, but Trinity is so dumb that she wouldn't have gotten Shay gutter, but I'll give that one to you, Shay Kulai. Right. <laughs> it's an all-winners. It's an all-winners season, and the ante has been upped. Shay wishes she can continue in the finale, but numbers do matter, and she has to be realistic. Now she wants to know if she's going to get next week off. At least she's pretty right <laughs> jada feels that Shay is what she knows what she's feeling 
Jada would like to be the queen of all queens, but this is Drag Race. There's no guarantee what can happen. She hopes three stars will get her to the finale, but you never know. Ha ha ha. Again, editors, we see what you're doing. You're right. not that, whatever. Um, the pressure's on. They don't know what will happen. All we know is that Trinity will be dragging Jada around the room and she wants another ride. And it's just, again, funny. just the way things happen. Either they all knew what was going to happen and they're just playing right. into it or just the coincidences yeah i don't know i thought that this whole like it was drag race just does this thing where anytime something kind of big is going to happen within a season it's like so telegraphed and so i kind of couldn't help by the end of this episode just sort of feeling like oh well i'm not that surprised considering that they were basically hyping up jada of like you never know what happens and she's this Mm -hmm. like like you know fulfilling her own prophecy it's just so obvious at this point well, Evie's going to talk in double negatives to tell us it's a new day in the workroom, and Jada is wearing pants with stars on them and has a bulge. Just saying, go back and watch. That bulge was there. Just saying, <laughs> go back and watch. Monet will tell us that Jada has a firm ass. So, is it Jada? Did Jada fuck Monet? The mystery will forever be unsolved. I have so many For theories now. about that. I feel like it might have been the Vivian, but also I don't like want to picture that. I feel like realistically it's either Raja or Evie just because of like proximity, but who knows? Maybe it's just not true. This week we'll determine which four queens will be in the lip sync Lala Parusa. Rue will arrive in black and gold to match Jada and tells them whatever happens next, they're all winners. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they need to use every ounce of their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent as they star in a drag race gives back variety extravaganza. What would your talent be aside from youth? <laughs> I've always thought it would be cute to do sort of like a kind of comedy number that's formatted like a Jane Fonda, like 80s workout video. And you okay. do like hyperly sexualized versions of those workouts. But, yeah. So what Orion's story thought she was doing. Exactly. That, but with more planning. Gotcha. Gotcha. No improv. Yeah. Well, in addition to the customary $10,000 tip, the winner of the lip sync will receive a $30,000 donation to the charity of their choice, courtesy of the Paulette Fund. Oh, and they have to go to do the room, Michelle, TikTok, chit chat. And again, I ask, where's the podcast? Is it done? Does it prove that no one can podcast? Yeah, I I don't think anyone listened to that, to be honest with you. Listen, when you get to 500 episodes, it's just, it's just so easy. Right. Um, I don't know. I just sort of feel like the whole Tic Tac lunch thing is, I think it's always like confusing when it's on All Stars because I think I always saw that as a way for Rue and Michelle to like sit down with the girls out of drag to kind of get to know them and like tr- basically pry for trauma. But they these queens have been on one to two additional seasons. And so to have this like eight in a row rehashing, it was just like too much. And they clearly need oh, no, 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 no. We're going to discuss it because I'm, I can predict the results of the next episode. Based oh, on the t- t- a winner's t- edit was. Oh, we know. Crazy. No, not just winners, but the other bracket winner too, as well. It's yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, oh, so for this week's maxi challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's worth three stars. It's just randomly. Ha <laughs> look, three stars. Um, that's when Shay fell over and the room says, oh, Riggery is among us. Uh, the numbers now do add up. 
obviously being results oriented. I think if Shea had another win already and had two stars, two stars as the prize for this week would have felt fair. And even with a tie, it would have felt correct. This just goes far too deep into conspiracy. And that sucks. Yeah. It sucks because Shay is like one of the most talented queens, period, from the franchise. And yes. to have like in the 11th hour of her run on Drag Race, to have people claiming that like she doesn't deserve the success that she's gotten sucks because it's fucking Shay. She's won yep. like 20 challenges at this point. It's, un- it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. And that's what this show is now doing because it's going to make the fandom, which is insane people. Mm-hmm say nasty things and 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 call into question the truthfulness of this show and that's not what we should be doing now we should be celebrating the artistry of these eight artists who've come back to put it all out there again right rue you gotta do better whoever's on your team to make this happen you guys gotta do better this is not helpful yeah it was just weird to just have this random thing pop up right at the end listen if you want fun twists call me i got some good ideas Future producer. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So this next segment was broken up into a montage of workroom chat and tic-tac chit-chat. But for the sake of fun, we're going to break them into two sections. We're going to start with the workroom chats and then go into the tic-tac chit-chat. Does that sound good to you? Let's do it. Great. Three stars are on the line and it literally does change everything. Shay's going to tell Jada that the room started spinning when Ruth said three stars and it all hinges on the challenge show. Now, Knowing the variety show is the one challenge standing in the way between the finale and Shay, the stakes are higher than Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. Um, are they the highest people in the world? There has to be higher people now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Laganja is probably up there. Yes, yes. Uh, Raja for sure. Um, Orion. Yeah, <laughs> very that. Very, very that. that. Um, Raj is going to reveal that she is doing a dance from Bali. She grew up in Indonesia from ages three to nine, and Balinese dance was her introduction to dance as a child. For her, it's color, texture, mix, music, rhythm, spirituality, and she mimics it as a little boy. The dance she will be doing is the only one that can be done by either male or female. It's an androgynous dance, according to Westerners. This is her love letter to her family in Indonesia. And now for her, because she's an old lady, she got to stretch and kick. Um... <laughs> I thought this was cool. I thought this was a fun intro for what we're going to see from her. Yeah, I I appreciated that they kind of seemed to take some extra care with talking about this because we'll get to it in a second during her little tic-tac thing with Rue, but her opening up about how much responsibility being the only Asian person to win American Drag Race Mm -hmm, is... mm -hmm. I I have thoughts about how... She spoke to Rue about that. I loved it. But, um, oh, yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. get to it. Trinity will be doing a campy song, which is original. It's about being from the South. What's original? Everybody, nobody moved. <laughs> Monet will be singing opera. It's never been done on the main stage, and she spent a lot of money on it. She went to school for opera before she discovered drag, and being in the club was not conducive to healthy operatic lifestyle. Are you? able to sing any opera um i can carry a tune in regular song but opera is one of those things that's i have this one friend who sings opera and it's she takes it so seriously and i know people who Mm. are professional opera singers like it's it's such a serious craft that you really have to continue putting work into that 
it's it's just so serious that I've kind of I so I I've, I'm a theater I was a theater major I did theater in college um, but my school also was attached to the Opera Institute so I had to um, stage manage and assist a, a st- assistant stage manager opera before oh my god opera singers you're intense calm down yeah. please stop sure. not everything revolves around you yeah it's it's like inherently so dramatic yeah. Well, after her infamous All-Stars 4 talent show, she has a lot to prove. We're going to get a little reminder, and Shay will mock how pitchy she was. Uh, hell, when this scene came on, my dog started to bark. <laughs> I'm not even lying. The discussion is going to cut to whoever wins the talent show automatically goes to the finale, though Jinx does have a guaranteed spot. And speaking of, Raja is doing her hair, like literally hot curling her hair. What's that? I don't know. Were they that bored? They have nothing to do. Because I was looking at her wig and it was sort of like the wig version of what Raja was trying to do. But I was like bracing myself for Jinx to just come out um, without a wig. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what? Yeah. why Why is this being like a whole segment? It's so strange. Yeah. Well, Raja loves when hair smokes. Um, can someone just get her a vape pen so she doesn't get off by just burning Jinx? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move over to the chat chat. Ch- Tic-tac chit-chats. Um, Trinity is going to visit Rue and Michelle first. And Rue reminds her that she's been in the Drag Race family for five years. She's gone from small town girl in Alabama to traveling the world in over 30 countries. She has been blown away at the caliber of talent and competing with all of the winners. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, we know what, for, what crown she's actually going for. Um, for her to win, she says it would mean the world. She would be the queen of all freaking winners and She's a pageant queen. And I say, work on that Q&A, girl. This is terrible. You're rusty. Yeah, I thought it was just like so many words were said, but I like nothing was said at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Trinity, I always kind of like, I mean, pre this season, obviously, she's a talented queen, but like I always kind of forget that she won outside of the fact that she was like in a tie just because I feel like her storyline has always sort of been a little bit wishy-washy to me. She's like, I can't do roasts. And I have nice looks and I do pageants, but I'm also kind of funny mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's that's like not super compelling. And so it just doesn't stick out to me. When she was talking to Rue, I was like, oh, okay, nice. You had a talk. Trinity has chosen Planned Parenthood as her charity. Very important charity now and more than ever, especially uh-huh. at the time of this filming. She reminds us that not only do they deal with reproductive things, they deal with sex education, contraceptives, cervical cancer screenings, and mental health. She doesn't understand why certain demographics look at it as a bad thing. That's a topic for another day for us, but yeah, I don't get it either. Um, Conservatives stop sucking. Rue wants to know how big, how she was able to sidestep the demographics coming from Alabama. And Trinity says that she's a big old sissy. She's had navigated her entire life. She's proud to be from the South because of who she is. And she hopes there's a little kid from a small town watching drag race thinking I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Maddie Morphosis, it could be you. <laughs> right. Um, it could be an all-star baby. Overall, her chat for me wasn't new or impressive. I think it was more so a thanks for playing chat. Yeah, it was that. It wasn't like this super they, clearly they've had like masterminded these season-long arcs for some of these queens. Yeah. And Trinity was just sort of like, you were consistent. Nice job. Next up is the Vivian, who has now slicked back her terrible green and black hair. Awful, hate it, terrible boot. Uh, this is the longest period of time she spent in America, and it's showing. Yes, yes, Americans are fat. Funny, haha. Good for you, Vivian. 
Right. <laughs> Vivian was nervous the first weeks of the competition, but now she's learned that they're all rotted, horrible drag queens, just like them in the UK. She had a bit of self-doubt, but she feels like she's held her own with three challenge wins. The Vivian will be performing for Trans Lifeline, which is a helpline, and they also do financial support for trans individuals. For her talent, she'll sing her song Bitch on Heels, which Diane Warren wrote. How the hell did she get that to happen? I know. Like, I at first I was, when she said that, I was like, oh, I'm sure it's like a cover. But when she was like, no, it's like my original song that I got Diane Warren to write for me. I'm convinced it probably had something to do with when she was in Hollywood for her um, uh, Vivian Takes Hollywood or whatever the fuck that show was called. I completely forgot about that. I know, that was her prize. She didn't win money. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Again. This was a throwaway in a review. Nothing new is learned. We don't have an emotional stakes attached to the Vivian. She is not going to win a single thing. Her whole arc on the season was so weird because at one point I was like, I feel like they're going to just toss her some wins so that she can get money. And it's clear that that's what they did. But I, I, I was sure that they were going to figure out some way to get her to the finale just because they felt bad for not giving her any money. But I don't. Mm-hmm. No, she shouldn't even be here. She stole a crown. She should not even won. Yeah, I don't even. One, so fuck she's that one bitch. of the only winners. Her and Trinity that I like didn't agree with them winning originally. Yeah. And so the entire time I was like, oh my god, I'm imagining Davina on this season. That would be the show. Yeah, fully. You want to talk about someone who could sing opera like an alto soprano? Yeah. Davina Campo. That's yeah, what we needed. Davina Monet operatic duet. Right, and then Jinx doing some kind of like cabaret show on the side. Sure, let's go with that. Monet arrives wearing her own merch. Smart, we love a shameless plug. Yeah. Rue calls her a bright light in the world. She knows that something has shifted in her as she is comfortable and is shining brighter. Monet, Monet feels like a big part of it is being able to travel the world. There are people who want to see her succeed. And yes, Monet travels the world and she is bi-coastal but really only lives in LA. So if she ever gets nominated for another Glam Award for Best Podcast, <laughs> bullshit! <laughs> Why my fucking glam award when she does 500 episodes call me then she can have a glam award bitch right <laughs> love you my name so bitter i just want to win <laughs> all right for her charity she'll be performing for color of change which is for the radical ending of mistreatment of black people another great charity for her talent she tells rue why not sing opera she asks Rue to get the opera glasses from season five and arts department, we need opera glasses. Where do you think they got them? I feel like they were probably the same ones. I know the Drag Race Notorious that just like has shit lying around from all the seasons, but they're, I feel like they're not, you can't just like go down to Home Depot and get opera glasses. Uh, I'm sure you can go to operaglasses.com. <laughs> right. Just dot com for everything. It. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I will say that this was not necessarily a newfound interview, but Rue did praise her in a way that she didn't quite do to many others. Yeah. She's not out of it. She's not out of it. I don't know. I, I felt like this, Monet has had such a good storyline, not even just on this season, but her arc is like a drag race competitor being sort of like really strong in challenges and needing to work on her runways on season 10, being a miscongeniality, and then winning all-stars like, I'm personally like again we'll talk about it but I'm I'm team Jinx more so than I am Monet but like I love Monet and I could fully see her winning this season and that being kind of like a satisfying arc for her and also Rue seems to clearly like be super infatuated with her so who yeah. knows 
Evie shows up very collegiate. <laughs> she says she was incredible in her season, but this season she's given so much more that she didn't even know she had. She feels like you can only get to know so much about an artist in 12 episode series, and she's thankful to come back and show what else she's capable of. The charity that Evie will be performing for is the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. For her, it is near and dear to her art, as some of her earliest childhood memories are watching her mom get abused. She took that experience and tried to protect her mom since she couldn't do herself. She wants safe spaces for everyone in their life. Rue asks her how her condition is, and Evie gets emotional. She says it's been very hard and very difficult because with Ellers Danlos, she's feeling herself lose her skills, and it's hard to stand in heels. Now she's going to laugh through the pain, and that's what gets her through it. Rue tells her that she has brought so much joy to stages all over the world, and she's so proud of her. If Evie doesn't win her bracket after this, I will be shocked. Rue has a soft spot for a good story, and Evie oddly has provided it. Yeah, and we're not even done because she's going to talk about it more later on. Exactly. Rue loves when I don't know, like I, I saw a little bit with Willow towards the beginning of that season where anytime there's like a an illness to really like dive into and exploit is like a strong word for what this is because I mean, it is reality TV, but I don't know. Rue just seems to like Evie and also, you know, be appreciative of that. There's like a backstory there. Yeah. I'm going to make a joke here. I think it's a joke. If people get offended, I apologize. It's supposed to be funny. I think Evie and Willow should go on the Farewell One tour, just like Cher and Ellen John. Just go on a Farewell tour and just keep on going on Farewell tours. That's their sense of humor. It's dark and twisted, but it's funny. I think it could be a good marketing thing. Yeah. And in a way, twist it. Make it an awareness tour. Give charity money away. But that would be funny, and that's their drag that's their humor exactly so if you get offended by that joke i apologize but think about it for a second it's kind of funny yeah i agree i think that'd be cute all right shay's time it's been a long run (laughs) now that she knows she can make it to the top four she was content not making it to the finale but to hear that she still has a chance it was a slingshot and she's ready to go she will be doing a song from her album it's like luther vandross meets janet jackson great Rue asks when the record will come out and Shay is like, when it's finished, which is like the answer for all drag queens. When it's finished and nine times out of 10, it's never going to be finished. Exactly. It's always just like in the works. Yeah. She'll be performing for a period poverty project, which helps young women who miss school, who can't afford the right sanitation and tampons and helps to stigmatize menstruation and make more products available. Remember when Manila wasn't allowed to be a tampon runway? Yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> choice. That was what the show drew a line at. Yeah, remember when Manila was robbed? We wouldn't have any of this if Manila won her fucking crown. Yeah. I I think about that sometimes. It's it's similar with like Davina, where I'm like imagining her like yeah. if she did on this season, that would have been stunning. Especially with Raja. Oh my god. Now, this is all we're gonna get from Shay. Not a winner interview, but it's a you're not out yet interview. When Raja arrives, she reveals that she still has the Tic Tac from season three. It sits on her home altar. Uh, It's not orange anymore. It's brown. And that's a disgusting thing, but that's very Raja. (laughs) Rue asks if she has ever denied Raja. And she says no. She grew up in a church, so she was tapered down a bit. But her dad knew she was a free bird always. He was proud when she won, as he never saw her do drag before. So what will 
Roger take away from her time in church? She shares that Christian values are all parallel to so many other faiths. Be nice. Don't kill nobody. Don't fuck your neighbor. Uh, too late for some of y'all, but. And for Roger. And for Roger and Rue. But listen, <laughs> if you got a hot neighbor, just do it. What's wrong? Yeah. A hot neighbor is a hot neighbor. Yeah. Roger's charity is the National Center for Trans Equality as the advocate for the trans community. She learned drag from trans women, so it felt fitting. And for her talent, she tells Rune Michelle that she's doing Balinese temple dancing. She wants to showcase her Asian heritage as she is the only Asian American winner of Drag Race. And Rue's like, fuck, we gotta find one. Where's Plastique? Oh, wait. <laughs> All Star Season 8. <laughs> if Plastique wins, that was the reason why I'm telling you I all right now. Like Raja kind of giving Rue that stink eye when she was like, as the only Asian winner that you've crowned. And I mean, it's true. Like there was this one, I think it was the year that um, season 12 came out with like Rockham where every Filipino queen internationally that competed on Drag Race went home second. And then I think in 2021, a Filipino queen went home like third and that was the furthest she got. And so it's just like this weird pattern of like RuPaul sends the Asian queens home early. And I'm, I'm sure it's not like intentional, but it's just this weird pattern that's come about. And there's, there's so many incredible Asian drag queens that could kill it on the show that I'm just well, I hate of... to break it to you. There will be a Filipino queen going home second this year also, but because well, they're going to win also. <laughs> yeah. There's so much drag race. Oh, it's psycho. I think what was there like 16 people on the next season? <laughs> Happy about that. We don't know it yet. Season 15, it's an illusion. We don't know yet. Does it exist yet? doesn't exist the limit does exist all right raja says she doesn't want to do this show again she's done thank you but never again at least she's aware yeah i don't know i think i appreciate that raja sort of like i've given what i needed to to the franchise and i she said she also doesn't want to do fashion photo review and like i'm i'm ready to let that go i i sort of feel like no one no one really watches it anymore and yeah i don't know this was a nice moment. It was a nice interview. It was almost a bracket winner interview, but it didn't hold the weight that Evie had, I feel like. Yeah, I think that it'll come down to either, like, the, I think the two of them will yeah. probably be, you know, the, the last two. Now it's time for Jinx and her four stars. Rue says she did very well for herself in the competition, and Jinx says she came here to do her very best. She knew what she excelled at and didn't hold back at, in any of them aside from designing. She feels very proud of herself. Rue calls her extraordinary and is proud of what she's been able to do with the opportunity. She continues to amaze and she wants to see her full wingspan always. Jinx will say she's been able to grow as a person and she was finally able to give up alcohol and saw a therapist. She feels lighter and there has been, she's been having more fun. She's been two years sober and Rue reveals that she's been sober for 22 years and she starts to get emotional because there are people who can help. She was riot or die, let's get fucked up. So she knows how it can work. She wouldn't be where she was if it wasn't her for her sobriety. This was huge. This was a very big part. We don't see real like that. There has to be some certain thing that makes that happen. Right. For Jinx, she'll be working for Black Visions Collective, which is a Black-led queer and trans organization that works to dismantle the violence they face in the country and the world. And Jinx is actually going to be that person to take a fistful of Tic Tacs. Now, why wouldn't you take Tic Tacs? They 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 help your breath. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like these, my only apprehension would be like, I feel like these are probably the same Tic Tacs that the girls on season 14 like dove into. So. Good. Yeah. Probably tastes even better. <laughs> um, listen, 
if this wasn't a winner's edit, I don't know what is. She got yeah. Rue to cry. Yeah, that's wild. That's I think like a couple of queens probably have done that. I I would be shocked if she doesn't win. I know I'm already battling someone about this, but I really think it's Jinx. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Now it's Jada's turn. She hasn't been on, been gone for too long, but she thought coming back so soon will allow her to have the opportunity to get rid of the fear that everything has to be right and perfect. Rue says for all winners, it's a chance to come back and have some fun. And Jada says coming here, it's like she's learning so much about what she's able to do. She doesn't have to be one thing. She can be who she is. She wouldn't wear her gay ass star pants before. Rue tells her that her crown means she no longer has to feel ashamed or question if she's good enough. Good for you. I like you, Jada. Yeah. You are good enough. Now, the yeah, charity she chose fun. is Free Black Therapy, as the people in her family with mental health issues. She wants more people to be able to go about knowing how they're feeling and talking about it. This one was on the emotional level of Evie's, but wasn't as compelling to Rue as Evie's was or Raja. Yeah, I thought that... Um they could have very well easily made the sort of circumstances of Jada's win be this whole storyline for her and yeah. kind of drag it out and justify putting her in the finale because of that. I, they clearly just didn't want to go for that for whatever reason. Um, but I don't know. I, I I think that seeing like kind of in real time, just the like insane backlash she got from winning um, and just all the racism she received and the fact that she's like still relatively low in terms of her following, like compared to the queens from her season, it's just, it's all, it's all interesting, like seeing what the producers ended up wanting to drag out or not and what I agree. we're all felt compelled by. Well, it's time to get ready for the last maxi challenge. Raja feels great. She has to be physically and mentally ready. So she's going to do yoga until Trinity sits on her ass. <laughs> we love that. Um, there is a lot of pressure as you can win three stars and 200 K with a new crown. And she wants a fresh new crown. No more tinsel crown. Trinity is excited for her number, but more excited to see what everyone else does as Vivian says she gets to see a good old-fashioned drag show. It's rare on this show that they get to sit and watch. Right. Jay knows that if she ends up in the top two, then she can be in the finale. And for her, for all of them, it's insane that two people are going to get three stars. The Mario party is happening, and it's going to be a lot of ching, 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 ching. Um, I haven't played Mario party in so long. I want to play. Yeah, me neither. It, it was I kind of forgot about just all of that yeah good stuff good times monet has played weeks of drag race survivor and it's daunting knowing that it all comes down to this challenge when she knows there are three where there are people with three and four stars currently bitch don't you worry don't you worry you'll be fine it's interesting of her to say like i've been playing drag race survivor and i'm sure she was like and now none of that matters but literally now the tie conversation does come up because we need it out there just in case it does happen if two people with two or less stars wins, then there will be a tie for the final spot. How will it be figured out? Is it a tiebreaker? Will it be mud wrestling, thumb wrestling, rock, paper, scissors, more lip syncing, style in the wig in 10 minutes? Jada says it's fits an ass competition where Trinity will make it into the final top four. The fourth shadow. It's all right there. She did it. Uh, but drag is a contact sport. And I think the answer should have been lip sync. I just think it's always so weird when someone advances on this show, not based on like merit and just sort of based on circumstances. And it felt like this season kept it like it couldn't decide whether it wanted to be a whole season about strategy, because that would have justified 
this exactly or if it was about merit which it sort of seemed like it was because there was not a lot of movement the whole time they could have just moved around some of the wins so like more than two people like maybe say like four queens all had two stars by the end and that's where i come in if jinx doesn't win it feels like what the fuck was the point of the season exactly and also them having monet decide like i know that she she's won three challenges i thought she should have won a fourth um but I sort of feel like they were like, Monet is someone in the lead. And I was like, Jinx literally won five challenges. Yeah. But, you know, I guess it's well, Miss Congeniality winner wannabe um, Trinity Tuck wants to win, but she's going to have a grand old time. Monet says that she's reconciling with the fact that she knows she won't win. Trinity wants to lip sync by herself. And Jinx is like, it'll be real strange when you still lose. <laughs> That's my winner. All right. Main stage time. We've got Rue herself in plaid and an ex. God awful exposed corset boot. Nope. Yeah. Put it underneath. Why? Why? Stop. It's not a belt. It's a fucking exposed corset. Put it underneath. The jumpsuit itself was cute. It was I don't gorgeous. know. I, I, I liked how big the gingham was. And I, I, this is like one of the first white wigs that she's worn that I actually liked, but I don't know. I just thought that she always does one thing that I don't love. And I'm like a firm believer that like Zaldi has done some nice stuff for her, but she's fucking RuPaul. Like she could literally get access to anyone she wants. Mm-hmm. And so I want to see her like stomping out in fucking Haute Couture. I think that would be like a cool moment for her. Yeah. Nikki Doll's doing it. <laughs> literally. And looking great. We've got Michelle Visage and her pom-pom hair, Carson Cressley and Hannah Einbinder from Hacks. Why was she not the guest judge for the roast last week? That makes more sense. Right. I haven't watched Hacks. I've been told by Twitter that I should. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? But I love her. She was adorable. She is delightful. Yeah. And if Gene like Smart wasn't better and... Gene Smart she, to be a guest. She would have won the, uh, um, the, 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 the Emmys, but Gene yeah. Smart's better than her, so... <laughs> oh, that show's so good. Why would you watch it? It's so good. I don't know. I've been saving all of my time for quality television, like Drag Race All Stars Seven. <laughs> all right, we're gonna just gonna combine everything here. I know usually we like break it up for the. We'll do the. No, no. We're gonna combine everything and, and put the okay. critiques and the individual por- talent portions together. Um, and in honor of the talent show, I'm not gonna say it's just for the look. We can combine the talent and the um, looks together. Mm-hmm. We're gonna play talent or schmellant, mm-hmm. um, listeners. I saw what y'all were doing on my Instagram on devoting. Some of you are fucking shady assholes and I love it. Uh, so don't be mad. I warned you in that first slide. I said, this is for talent and for the look. So don't be mad at the results. Trinity, the tuck. The Cowboys were sexy. Yeah. We'll give her that. Um, the song is very generic. Um, What's new with this song? Nothing. We've seen her do original tracks before, and there was not they were not nearly as good as any of the others. The look was meh. The boots did not go with the rest of the look. Like black and red boots with brown cow, not stunning. It was not just meh. The look was like crazy person drag. It was so disparate. Like the hat what didn't work with the hair. Then there was like it literally looks like she's wearing a lifeguard whistle, but it's a necklace. And then there's like brown cow, but then like chunks of suede. And then a gingham skirt that doesn't tie in, and then just like pleasers. It was insane. But how did her makeup stay on with all that sweet tea dumped on her face? Oh, I mean, she's used to liquids on her face, but. <laughs> and in her face, yeah. in Jacqueline. Michelle says it was very fun in her double denim fantasy, given them wet t shirt contest. She says it was so silly, so camp, and that's what it's all about. 
Carson says he loves her wardrobe. It's a fun take on country Americana. And Hannah says the statement felt that when she gets the call, she's answering it. And she's also on board for a being whooped. Uh, good for you. That was a weird moment. But yeah. um, Trinity, no, Schmalent. Schmalent. This, to me, I think this might have been the worst one. I agree. So, and also, it was all about being Southern or whatever. And we know that she can kind of play up on her accent. Her speaking voice had a thick, like she sounded kind of just from California when she was singing. And it was just weird to me. Singing, that was speak talking. She's been in like 80 seasons and has never had like some legendary verse. And so that should be an indicator of like, you want to win this challenge. Don't do a verse for your talent show. Exactly. Audience, 43% talent, 57% smalent. Yeah. Next up, Ivioli. I love the bait and switch. Saw it coming, but it was a clever idea. Right. I wish I could fit in a box. <laughs> oh man. Look was cute. Um, I'm gonna say it. This was really shady, but why the fuck do they put Monet's confessional all over Evie's good performance? I call shade. Uh, so Evie posted- they did with Shay also. Right. Evie posted yesterday that she like apparently like ate shit on her first take. Um, and so it kind of threw her, and so maybe they were kind of giving her like an underhand. I thought it was so funny when Monet was like talking about how cute that the pit crew member was. And she was like, I can't see his face, but the body is right. And it was like, he's wearing a caftan and a mask. You can't see anything. Monet's just horny and just, I loved it. But Um, yeah, it was a good lip sync, mediocre performance. This was not how I wanted to see her journey end. I agree. Like I, I think it's kind of a delicate subject because I think a lot of, stuff I've been hearing about the season, people keep being like, why isn't Evie doing any tricks? And I think it was like pretty clear that like, if you kind of listen to any of what she spoke about her condition on season 11, like it was clear that if she's not doing it, it's because she physically yeah. can't. Yeah. And so that was understandable. And I didn't need her to do all those flips if she's not, no. like I don't want to, you shouldn't hurt yourself for like a drag race challenge, um, apparently. But the, what I can critique is I do, I do not like this look. It, it just sort of like the hat looks like someone sat on it and she's been doing those uh short wigs all season but they're not sort of like the monet human hair little like pussycat wigs they're like pink uh and just sort of like pixie cuts and i i personally like evie and kind of more interesting hair i think she looks good in like an updo or something big but i don't know i thought this performance for what she was able to accomplish was fine i thought the song was kind of middle of the road i don't like the shoes i don't know I love you. Michelle thought the switcheroo at the beginning was wonderful, though she's had bigger things in her box. (laughs) Hannah says it was so incredibly fresh and lyrically. It was exciting and had an amazing rhythm. Carson doesn't know where she gets her ideas as it makes her uniquely her. And that makes her a standout. She gave things that were theatrical and gymnastical and he loved it. Ruth says part of her charm is that everybody's on edge because they're thinking, is she going to kill herself? But she didn't. And she's fine. And she's fabulous. Yeah. Evie says that this number means a lot to her because she got to call back to some of the skills she's rapidly losing. This is her love letter to all the things she knows she can't do for that much longer. She says it's a literal dream come true. She thought the first time being there it was, but this is it now. And again, that's where it ties back into she's it's going to be her Araja to win, I think. Yeah. That for second sure. bracket because this the story, um, it's a talent for me. Yeah. I'm going to give it like the softest schmellant because okay. I just, I just thought that like, aside from the fact that obviously like the dancing wasn't what we've seen from her, which is like obviously not up to her. 
I just thought it wasn't like as conceptual as she usually is. And I thought it was a little middle of the road for what she normally does. Audience, 67% talent, 33% smelling. Jada Essence Hall. Jada's look was incredible. I love that she was being sporty with the 12 on the jacket and those boots. Uh, The rap was good. It's not her forte, but she held her own. This was a strong way to sum up her time on season 12. But darling, this is all star seven. Yeah. I so when I saw this one, this for me was an indicator that they didn't tell them this was going to be the last challenge because hers and Jinx's were both very like, I'm introducing myself. I'm calling back to my storyline. But at the end of like a 12 episode season to do this, to be like, don't sleep on me, girls. Or like, remember my meme? There's so much that like, there's an entire season that's happened since then. And so it felt a little bit like this wasn't the kind of final oomph that we'll talk about it. The two queens that one sort of had. And so, yeah. I just love the look over there, confusion with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. That was funny. Michelle says she gave 90s rap videos. She says the choreography was great and the outfit was cute and she loves the 12 representing her season. Hannah says she was has cute energy and it's fun to watch. Rue says the song was catchy and she looks like a star and I agree she's talented. Yeah, t- huge talent. I love this hair color on her. I thought that the um the look was almost like if they got a drag queen to come be the mascot for the high school from high school musical, but also yeah. like a little bit of I, I loved it. And I, I was appreciative that I feel like a lot of Queens would just put sort of a red or a black pleaser with this. And I liked that the shoe was custom too. Yeah. Talent. I, she looks so great. And I thought this was cute, but a little bit out of place. Audience 90% talent, 10% schmelling. Jinx Monsoon. I just don't know what else you want from her. She gave you classic vocals. She is a Broadway baby and she gave you a cabaret moment. There was a period of time that that was the focus when you got off Drag Race to do cabarets. Uh, This is what made these stars become superstars in the cabaret circuit. But she looked sensational in that blue dress. That shark fin was a little moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you fit a microphone in your mouth like Jinx Monsoon? I wish I could. That was really impressive. Evie was like, that's nothing. And I was like, for you. Like she literally put in (laughs) a up her throat I, I that kind of gagged me i'll be honest very funny very cute yeah carson says she looks like gorgeous in her 90s 40 means jane jensen meets terry mugler he says her vibrato and fellatio at the end and who doesn't love that combo rue says the song was not wrong she is gorgeous and she belongs on the stage and michelle says it was great seeing her do what she does she says she sings an 11 o'clock number like nobody's business she was in her element talent for me Huge talent. I thought it was like, it wasn't necessarily reinventing the wheel, but that's not what the challenge was. It was, you know, do a yeah. talent act based on your drag character. I think this look is so cute. It's sort of like, it's like shark fin Terry Mugler, which was fun. And I love red hair and blue together. Um, I maybe wish that like the dress had something different with like a textile. Um, mm. I, I don't know that it needs like stones or anything, but it reminds me so much of a shark if there were like maybe details to be like sort of an abstract mm-hmm, Lichtenstein mm-hmm. kind of like shark. If there were like teeth off of the, the peplum or something, that would have been kind of fun. But I think she looks super cute. And I, you I know love what? Her. You know it. You know what? I want Jinx Monsoon. Okay, Jinx, you had a show called Jinx Sings Everything where we gave you requests at your show. I have a request. Next time you do that show, I want you to sing Baby Shark. Thank you. <laughs> In this outfit, it would be yes, very please. full circle. Uh, the audience, 86% talent. 14% schmellant. Yeah. Shay Kool-Aid. Her album will be fabulous. Finish it, bitch. Uh, Shay gave you 90s R&B, and that performance was just... 
this is what we're used to on Drag Race, and she showed us her talent. Yeah. I so up until this point in the episode when like Rue was introducing her, I was sort of like resentful of this whole twist. And I was like, it's I was like, I love Shay. It's kind of clear that they'll put her in the finale because of this. I watched this. To me, this was worth like 10 stars. This was so if that's I, 10 stars, then Jinx Monsoon's Judy Garland is a thousand. You vary that. I think that challenge should have been worth multiple stars for the record. But billions of stars. I thought this was such this is one of those songs that I think like Monet's done it. A, a couple queens have done it where they've transcended that whole box of like, oh, it's like Rue Girl music. And this is just like I could see this at the VMAs or something. This was sensational. It was like Janet, but in this almost like Scaparelli reimagination of this look. I just thought it, the song is so catchy. I immediately streamed it. There uh, is only one Rue Girl song that should ever be played ever. And what's that? My pussy is like a peach. Thank <laughs> you, Theresa May. Icon. I want that in concert. That's what I deserve. Uh, no, she was wonderful. Uh, yeah. Michelle says she was excited watching her number. There was Michael and Janet Jackson and Beyonce, but it was all Shea Coulee. She was feeling this whole global super icon status. Uh, Hannah says her jaw was on the desk watching. Carson says it was tight choreography, a sexy song. Slayage, he believes the kids say. Do you say Slayage? No. <laughs> okay. Carson, it's not what the kids say. And Rue says she kept the focus, which was not easy to do with those gorgeous men behind her. It's true. I didn't even notice the men. Yeah. It's a talent. Yeah, talent for sure. I thought she like performed perfectly. Audience, 84% talent, 16% schmellant. Okay. Raja. All right. This sadly falls into the Gia God Kabuki moment. It's different, unique, and culturally beautiful. It just did not get the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. What other of them bitches can do this? None of them. And mm-hmm. that's what's fucking bullshit. She did not look completely in control. She looked a little nervous, but she did exactly what she set out to do, and she looked breathtaking. I would like to take a field trip to Bali, and by field trip, I say, listeners, give me money, and I'll go to Bali, and I'll take pictures for you. I think that this is another case of if this talent show had been in the first episode, she would have they would have given it to her, but they were clearly, they had no intention of Raja going to the finale. Um, right. So they didn't want to secure her a spot at the end which I thought sucked because I thought this was absolutely gorgeous and I thought for me I I think the top half of this talent show was Monet, Shay, Raja and uh, Jinx and I thought that you kind of could have just rearranged deck chairs of Monet and then any of the three of them but I I think that because this was you get a spot in the finale they were not going to give Raja a win regardless of what she did but this was stunning she looked amazing I had never seen Balinese dance at all and this was just like so cool Carson loves the look and finds it gorgeous he says it's a work of art Michelle says she taught them who she is and what it means to be her and says it was so beautiful Hannah felt inspired watching her as she has an aura around her and Rue says they all knew watching it was something special Raja says it was a lifelong dream when her father was alive he loved to tell a story about when she was a little boy she was lost in the airport and when she was found she was on a stack of suitcases dancing it was her dad's favorite story to tell the aura could actually be her dad because she feels him in the room and she also hopes the Indonesia Tourism Board is watching so they can sponsor her. Yeah. I hope they were. Yeah, I um, 
I, it takes a lot for like drag race to make me emotional, but like I teared up at that. And then right at the end of the episode, when they showed that her mom had passed away after they filmed yeah. this, I fucking lost it. Like it was, she, I'm just like the world's biggest Raja apologist. I, I love her. And I just, what she has done for drag race and for drag period is just like so special. And I think that, you know, regardless of how she was going to do on this season, her being here was like really cool to see. Yeah, It's a talent. Mm-hmm. For sure, talent. Audience, 84% talent, 16% smellant. Vivian, <laughs> forgot about her. I forgot she was doing talent. Uh, she will put out an album simply because that's what the British queens do and they're mostly singers. I think she lip synced personally. I don't think she was lip syncing oh, live. 100%. Um, just me, very auto-tuned. And she's the boys. Good- Why was it so auto-tuned? The boys were the best part. They were fucking Chippendales. Oh. I was here for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was da- This was bad. And then when, like, sometimes Drag Race will dress up the stage like they did for this talent show, but then it won't make any sense. Like, there were all these, like, weird candelabras, and then she was sort of in this, like, Gem and the Holograms meets the Hex Girls outfit, but somehow not fun. Like, the boring version of both of those references. I just, this was towards the bottom for me of, like, it was so forgettable. And, I mean, the Vivian, something you can't take away from her is, like, she has one of the most stamped mugs of the whole franchise but mm-hmm. I don't know so a lot of a lot of times with the Vivian I'm just not very um I, I find her drag to not be super specific and when you're a winner of drag race I sort of feel like you need to have a very stamped brand and yeah. this was just a little generic for me I agree Carson says the song and lyrics were really well crafted and thought the performance was flawless Hannah says she embodied the elite performer power Rue says she is a star and she looks great and I say ha ha yeah, Schmallen. This like her singing is technically good, but you have to like have stage presence. I agree. Audience, they were kind. Sixty-two percent talent, thirty-eight percent Schmallen. Mm-hmm. Monet exchange. Rue got those opera glasses. Um, yes, Monet can sing opera, and that takes talent. I will not knock it because that shit is hard and is unique for this show. Mm-hmm. She looked beautiful. I love this look. Yeah. But and I know this is a little controversial. I'm not trying to stir up controversy. Part of me wish she did something a bit more formal to fit the opera, but no matter what, this was unapologetically her to herself and it was true to her art. Right. Uh, yeah. I um, think this was the best performance of the night for sure. It's it's going to go up there as like one of the best talent shows that they've had just because it was like on a technical level, even outside of drag, I would be impressed by this. Yeah. The fact that she's doing this in like stunning drag. I, I agree with you. Like, this look is super cute. And I, I love these sort of prickly pear wigs that a lot of girls are wearing now. Um, yes. And I, I also think the deep widow's peak is really cool. But I, did she have like, I think it was on All Stars where she had that velvet dress, the red. Mm-hmm. I think something like that might've been more fitting. That's, she, I want more, I want more opera. I wanted a little more draggy opera. Like she could have done- um, Give me a queen of the night. Or Terry McGlare had these sort of half, or no, no, they were Philip Tracy, the masks that were- inspired by Phantom of the Opera that turned into Fascinators. Like that would have been a cool drag opera fusion. So this look is like cute, but it's not, if she went a little more almost conservative with it, that would have been kind of cool to see. But I loved this. Carson says she was taking them to La Scala and Escada in a course at live.com. I don't know what that means. Right. Uh, He says it was so surprising. She looked gorgeous. It was too demanding. And I do want more cheese. (laughs) Yeah, this was Um, awesome. Michelle says it was glorious because she has a gift. And Rue says 
For her to come out and do what she did was magnificent. She thinks she will have to add opera to her nightclub acts. Real bitch, what was Monet in a nightclub? She's don't she don't do that shit no more. She graduated for sure. She don't do that. She's not like still at Barracuda, like doing her little eight count. No. Yeah. Her and Miss Cracker don't do turn up Sundays no more. No. Yeah. But it's talent. Yeah, talent, a hundred percent. No, it's only 98%. The audience is 98%, 2%. Call them out. I'm not going to do it, but bitch, bitch. Oh, my God. I was like, really? Yeah, this was, there's no clocking this at all. All right. Well, Rue has made some decisions, and she said, hello, drama, my old friend. The top two all-stars are Monday Night Exchange and Shea Clay means they will be joining Jinx Monsoon in the top four. Do you agree? So here's my thing. I was frustrated with how this was done. Yep. And, I, and I love Jada, but people being like, Jada was robbed over Shay. Ultimately, they literally won the same amount of challenges and they both were given extra stars. And so I, I think for me, I really wanted to see Raja up there. And mm-hmm. I thought she should have won Snatch Game uh, with Jinx. And so she could have kind of been in consideration for this, but I, I love Shay um, and I'm like happy for her. I just sort of think like the way this was done was confusing considering they like only had one star challenges the rest of the season. And mm-hmm. like, again, like I said, like I thought she and Monet should have won that. Um, what was it called? Like the Y2K girl groups challenge. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. she could have had three stars going into this episode or two stars going into this episode anyways. Yep. So, you know, what are you going to do? I was just a little frustrated with how, the format was like suddenly changed and then it just completely affected the results and Jada clearly looked really upset. Well, there is a tie for fourth in the final position between Jada and Trinity. With five stars, Monet will decide who will join them in the final four. Alliances, baby! She picks Trinity. Can you imagine if like in the 11th hour she was like, bitch, this this alliance is not going to affect my run on the show anymore and I want to get Trinity out of the way you know, sorry, girl, I'm picking Jada. That would have been, especially because like Monet has talked about how she's like such a huge fan of um, like Celebrity Big Brother and like Gemma Collins and Tiffany Pollard and that this would have been like her legendary TV moment. And I get mm-hmm. why she didn't do it because Trinity is her friend, but like that would have been so iconic if she if she just like double-crossed her right at the but end. But the reality is, I'm going to say it, Jada is a better lip syncer than Trinity. You would have had a harder battle there. She was honoring her her alliance, and she was like, if I get paired with Trinity, I will beat her. Jada's lip-synced, I think, like six, five or six times or something, and she's lost like one. And I don't even think she lost. There's more to be revealed, but more on that soon. We have to give money to charity first. The song to lip-sync to is Supernova by Kylie Minogue. Excellent song. I know Scout's Honor freaked the fuck out. Now, for those who don't remember, because there's been so much drag race this year, we've already had this as a song on a lip sync for the finale. Ooh, I you reminded us of yeah, let's do that again. Um, but baby, they did this one right. Oh, this was the best lip sync of the season. First off, Monet wearing her promo look from season 10, boss ass move. And I loved this hair with it. I almost liked it better than what she wore originally. Yeah, it was terrible. It was a fucking pussycat wig. It was terrible. This was um, so good. This was a sexy, free performance. I was into it. I mean, the moment they gave you that double lay on the ground, I was oh, like, oh. So and then I was like, maybe they coordinated this in their hotel room. Did Shay fuck Monet? 
<laughs> there it is. There's my theory. Right. I this was such a good lip sync. I liked that they were kind of both in similar colors. Um, I'm also a um a firm believer that they should have swapped the Lizzo song that they had Raja and Jinx do with Old McDonald because I think that we would have gotten another really, really strong. I mean, I liked the old McDonald lip sync mm-hmm. too, but that was very sort of like you kind of can't grade that on the scale of like what I think a lot of Drag Race fans think is a good lip sync. I, I thought the spoken word one and Old McDonald were very like, should I would drag. say they were drag and they were very kind of New York-y to me. And I, mm-hmm. I almost thought that like the song choices were like really interesting this season, but this was in terms of like how Drag Race works. This was like on paper, like just a very strong yes. lip sync of choreo and sex. And, you know, it was great. Uh, well, Rue decides, Shay, you win. <laughs> $30,000 goes to your charity. I kind of thought Monet project. won, but Shay did not it do was, that. It was almost in the middle for me. I was like, either way, I would have been done just both. I, and I, I, that's what I was going to say. I was like, 15 each. That's what they should have done. Or, and Rue should have right. said, I'll give you the also, extra money. They seem to have spent 70 grand on this episode alone because Shay got 10K and 30K and then everyone else got 10K for their charity. So clearly they, they have all this like backup money. So I don't it's know. It's that Paramount Plus money. Fully. Also, before before we move on, because I remember I was going to say something. Can we talk about how insane Trinity looked? What was that? She looked, she was in that robot with like that chicken wig. It and was the jewels. And the jewels. And then she loves like a frosty, really, really, really pale lip. Because I think she thought she was going like cyborg for this lip sync if she got to do it. It was so weird. It was, it was like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen her wear. Yeah. All right. Well, Rue also shares that the seven other queens will get money for their charity, $10,000 each. Mm-hmm. And now all the queens are going to come to the main stage as Rue has some more business to share. The loser tier may not have qualified for the Lala Perusa Smackdown for the crown, but she has come up with a way to show them how much they all mean to her and the fans. They will compete in their own Smackdown where the winner will be crowned queen of she done already had herses and receive a cash prize of $50,000 once Michelle coughs out that final thousand. Also, wow, how cool would it be to hold a thousand dollars cash in your hand? I've never felt that before. That right. bitch probably has many times. I've never done that. Yeah, obviously. Like it's, yeah, that would feel so nice. She's like, oh, here's some booby. I'm like, I oh, walk. What does that right. feel like? Is it heavy? I hope so. Uh, all right. Let's do some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Um, so these last minute twists is are they going to mar the season? Are they going to hold a asterisk to how this show finalized? I think that if anyone other than Jinx wins, probably like it's it's clear that Trinity has literally no chance of winning. The fans just are not digging her. She doesn't have much of a storyline. I'm a little shocked that they gave her the wins that she did because she's done well, but I think she's won like four challenges where I thought that Raja may like could have gotten one of her wins and like Shay or Monet could have gotten one of her wins. So I feel like ultimately it's down to, if we're being realistic, Monet or mm. Jinx. Now, but- um- Oh. Let, let's discuss it. You, you said like the fans are, are, are speaking the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, do you have a calculator handy? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Great, let's do this. Um, can you put these numbers in? First okay. off, can you put 40,978? Okay. Add 33,951. Okay. And then add 37,000. 
796. Okay. What does that come out to? Comes out to 112,725. Do you want to know how many likes that Jinx Monsoon has? Tell me. Uh, 158,932. <laughs> That's more than the three of them combined. I love that. If Jinx does not win, bullshit riggery. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from Monet Exchange, but the fans have spoken. The fans are telling you Jinx won this season. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. For me, like, I love Monet. And I think she's sort of like cemented any bullshit. Like, I, I thought she, like, because, because of how All Stars 4 shook out, I thought that she was totally a deserving winner. Um, but I think that, like, already she cemented why she won her season thus far. I feel like with Jinx, like, she's one of those queens that you just don't really get on Drag Race anymore. She's just so special. And a lot of times, like, people will go on the show now just to be like, I want to be famous in drag. Or I want to, like, I have this skill that I think drag will help me, you know, get notoriety for. But, like, Jinx is such a quintessential drag queen. And she has put in so many years of like dedication to the art form and to the community. Like Jinx is just so special. And I feel like it would, I I think kind of giving her this sort of, you know, home run would have, it's just like kind of a no brainer, but you know, we'll see how the lip syncs go. Yeah. So just want to put those numbers out there because I know what Drag Race says, they delete those, um, those posts before the finale airs. So I want it all known. It's never been that stark. I feel like. Right. Um, Russell Zacker, I know you pointed out that uh, Katya did have significantly more than than Alaska, but this is not that bad. This was this is a lot. This yeah. is almost triple now. Um, who's going to win the queen of all she already done had hers? Is, 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 is. Um, I feel like so Jada is a fabulous lip syncer, but it kind of seems like the show was not super interested in giving her anything. Yeah. Um, so I would say either Evie or Raja, but Raja, I feel like would only kind of go towards, like, I feel like she can probably only beat the Vivian. Raja uh, can only win if it's like ladies who lunch where she can just stand there with a vodka stinger and just literally give crazy. her some Patty Lapone and she'll turn it out. Li- right. Evie will probably win in my opinion, because she's a great lip syncer and we already, like we've already discussed the storyline is in her favor. It's going to yeah. be Evie. I also think Evie had like a really weird showing this season where, I mean, she's competed in like 25 episodes or something and she's won twice. And I think that like this, this is kind of the least they could do because Evie's such a talented artist and this is really where she excels. And I was so disappointed that the one Evie lip sync we got was to like a mid-tempo Dolly Parton song. Yeah. Well, I kind of think we already answered this question, um, but after 11 episodes, the winner of the season is... Jinx Monsoon, period. Listen, people, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be very upset next week. Um, yeah. I'm going to be very upset, and I know it's going to be a very controversial episode if she doesn't win. That being said, if Monet wins, she is a great, incredible drag artist. She's gotten amazing opportunities, and she's going to continue to win a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Now, I know my theory and joke that um, Juju B was going to be the winner of UK versus the world simply because she got to be on Queen of the I Universe. I would have loved that. I love. I think maybe Monet wins just because she got to be celebrity drag race celebrity drag race right why else is she doing this contraction contraction obligated but um just i I don't know i'm i uh it's down to the two of them i I really hope for jinx yeah yeah we'll see see. all right where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you got coming up 
Venmo is just uh, at Atomic Annie, and then all of my socials are underscore Atomic Annie. I have some cool looks that are being worked on at the moment that I'll be sharing pretty soon. Um, and I'm coming back to New York City in mid-August, hoping that I have a new place in Brooklyn. Um, so look out for some shows there once I get kind of set up. Amazing. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. The biggest thanks to Tom McCanny for coming on, subscribing to your favorite podcast platform, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blog talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 